I'm having foundation work done. I mentioned that on the last episode. Yep. And so they're finally coming to break all the shit up. And so today was the first day that they started, and I came home, and my house is a disaster. (laughs) God damn! Holy fucking shit. Oh, my God. My yard is ripped up. There's like an excavator and a bobcat, according to my kid. He said, I don't call it an excavator. I call it a digger. And then he explained to me why. And I don't even know what he said. And you're like, but is it an excavator? I don't know. What is it? (laughs) I don't know. And he's three. All right. Life fucking parenting adult shit. Right. Homeowners. Tell me your goddamn errand. My baby girl started daycare today. <gasps> she did? Yeah. And she crushed it, right? Fuck yeah, she did. She didn't even need mom no more. Oh, no. It was so fucking cute. I dropped <sighs> her off along with my son, and I was, like, carrying her in the car seat, and my kid ran up to the door and, like, opened the gate for us, and then ran up to the door, and they opened the door for him, and he was like, my baby sister's here. Oh, my God. Like, that's so cute. He was so fucking pumped. Oh, I love it. And then he ran inside, and he went to his best friend, who was already there, and he's like, Micah, Micah, my baby sister. Look, my baby sister. Oh. And, like, made him it's come like over. her off. Yeah. And then he showed everyone her nose. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very important. Yep. He was like, look, it's her nose. And then he pooped. <laughs> and it was... <laughs> So fucking cute. Oh I was my God, so I proud. Love it. Yeah. Aww. It was so cute. Well, congratulations. You're finally entering like this is how fucking life is gonna be yeah. moving forward. Yeah. It should have been last week, but Brandon took an extra week off of work to fucking I don't know, math is hard and he was like, Let's just start it on the second and I was like, All right, whatever. Deal. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Whatever you say. Yeah. But now I'm a we're officially both working parents again. All right. Congratulations. Yeah. God damn. This means we're one step closer to like figuring out life and being able to have like girls nights and shit again. Yes. Woo Yes. Chicka I mean, chicka. She's old enough now that I can leave her with strangers for the entire day. So right? Not strangers. Not really. But. Well, I mean. You know you what know. I mean. Yeah. No. They took care of my son though and he's cool. So. Yeah. He turned out pretty all right. Yeah. I like him. Me too. I'm going to keep him. Aw. Mm, give me your goddamn Stacy. All right, so right before coming here, I was feeding a baby at the tip. Mm-hmm. And he was all dressed for bedtime and all snuggly, and it was like, oh, I'm just going to make him all sleepy, and I'll lay him down, and then I can leave and go to errands and record. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I felt something hot and wet on my, like, groin and then down my leg, and it took me a second to realize that it wasn't me pissing myself. I was going to say, did your water break? <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. Like, for a hot second, I was like, did I just pee myself? And then my baby popped off the boob and looked at me and started laughing fucking hysterically. Uh-huh. Like, maybe he felt it, too. Like, felt the trickle. Yeah. And he, his diaper had come undone on the side. Oh, no. And so he peed, and it just pissed all over the side of him and down into my... Like, the way I was holding him, like, his butt was in my crotch region, you know? Yeah. And so then it trickled all over my crotch and down my leg and onto my bed where I was sitting and feeding him all over my PJs, which, I'll have you note, are my different PJ pants. These are the ones that are usually... The cursed PJs. (laughs) The cursed PJs. But uh, it was a different pair of PJs. Oh, man. (laughs) I I did look at your pajamas right away and I was like, huh, she would have changed them. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely. That's pissed. I definitely had to change them. It's sterile, but not that sterile. But he was laughing so hard. And I was like, this hasn't happened in forever. My baby's almost eight months old. And I was like, what the? Did you just pee? And like feeling around. And he was just giggling 
and giggling and giggling. And I'm telling you, he was almost in a dead fucking sleep from being fed. Oh my God. And he like popped off and looked at me like, do you feel that? (laughs) He's like, joke's on you, mom. I just pissed all over you. Oh my God. And so I waddled out and I was like, "Uh, we have an emergency to Lee. And he looked all scared and I was like, okay, wrong choice of words. Take the baby. I have piss on my crotch and it's weird. (laughs) Wrong choice of words. He's like, fuck what happened now? Yeah. And then I was like trying to explain discreetly in front of my three-year-old that like, I'm weirded out by the fact that my baby's pee is on my V. (laughs) And I just want to go wash it off. So take the baby. And I'm going to strip all my clothes off right now. Yep. And then as I was like discreetly explaining it, Lee like was like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Like go. Like you don't have to explain it to me. I get it. It's gross. Go wash it. It could be anywhere on your body and I think you should go wash it. (laughs) I don't need to know why your fucking perversion thoughts over here are freaking out. I'm like, it's just weird. I just don't like it. Ah, I feel so unclean. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Oh, little baby, little giggles. I know. He's so fucking adorable. That's cute as shit. Yep. All right. Well, now that we have uh, forced everybody to listen to our happy baby life. I know, right? Let's For all bring of him. you choice or not choice, no baby people are like yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. kill me. <laughs> yeah, kill me and talk about murder. Let's do it. All right. Let's not kill him. No. We can kill him with kindness. (gasps) Okay. That's what I'm into. Me too. All right. Well, I am going to tell you a little ditty about Jane Stanford. Okay, let's hear it. Have you heard about her? Nope. Well, I'll tell you. Good. Okay. I had actually never heard about this one before, and I really feel like I should have. (laughs) (laughs) I think it should be a totally well-known case, but apparently it's fucking not in my world. Okay. But here we go. I wonder if you can hear that baby. You totally can, and I apologize. I'm sorry, everyone. They'll figure it out. Don't have kids. I never hear it in the car. That's good. Okay, so Jane Stanford was born as Jane Lathrop in August of 1828. Holy guacamole. Yep, we're going back. Wow. In Albany, New York. And in September of 1850, she married Leland Stanford. Okay. He was a lawyer, and she moved to Port Washington, Wisconsin to live with him. And then in 1852, a fire broke out in Leland's law library. Ooh. And it was burned down, so they had to move back to Albany. And okay. Leland decided to move to California to go into business with his brothers in a mercantile business. What the hell is that? Like a merkin? Like a wig for your hoo-ha? <laughs> <laughs> is that what you mean? <laughs> no, but I wish it was. I had to Google it. A mercantile is... Trade or commerce? Oh. Basically, just like a fucking general store. Like merchant. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. But it was during the California gold rush. So this guy and his brothers opened up like a goddamn general store or a trading post or some shit. Got it. During the gold rush, right? Because I owe my soul to the general store. No, it's company store. Never mind. Oh, close. (laughs) It's a beautiful song, though. It's a beautiful rendition. It actually touched my soul. Couldn't get my voice deep enough if I wanted to. I felt like you nailed it. You think so? Yeah. So he goes, opens up this fucking, what what did you call it? A mercantile store? (laughs) (laughs) That's what you called it. Well, it's a mercantile store, but what was a, what's a vagina wig? Oh, a merkin. (laughs) Yeah, he opens a vagina wig, a Merkin store. <laughs> Just selling fucking vagina wigs everywhere. What color you want? You want I, curly? You want straight? I don't think they had a problem with that in the 1800s. Oh, my God. But yeah, that's true, huh? Like, you want a landing strip? 
Right. You want a flavor saver? What if they had flavor savers? Gross. Is that just taint hair? Oh. It's on the bottom. And it comes to a point. Ew, I'm done (laughs) talking about this. Oh, I'm dying. Oh, that's so fucking gross. Oh, God. Okay, so Jane stayed. You could put a bead. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You could put the little fucking thread that you like tie it up in. Yeah, like like a hair. What are those called? Like a hair Hair wrap? wrap? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so fucking gross. Oh, man. You can get a sweet rat tail going. (laughs) They'd probably call it something else, though. Oh, my God. A cattail. A beaver tail. (laughs) A beaver tail. Oh, Oh, a cattail's pretty good. A beaver tail sounds like it's matted. Yeah, beaver beaver (laughs) tail sounds like shit got out of control, which probably would happen. There's poop in there. Oh, no. That's Uh, how you get a bad infection. Yeah. Okay, so Jane stayed back in Albany with her family, and Leland was only gone for a couple of years, and then in 1855, he moved back to Albany, and then in 1856, he and Jane moved to San Francisco. Okay, so now he's not selling Merkins anymore. Nope. He's just living his life in San Francisco. Yep. Okay. Where he was the co-founder to the Central Pacific Railroad. And he was the president of it. Jesus Christ, how'd he get such a good job? I don't know. You co-find it. Yeah, I I don't know what kind of power comes with being the fucking president of the railroad. Yeah, right? But it sounds like a good job, right? (laughs) Side note, he was also the president of the Southern Pacific Railroad. Oh, all of the railroads. This bitch is taking up the whole Monopoly board. Yeah, yes, exactly. I'll take uh, the Reading Railroad. (laughs) This guy had fucking Monopoly money, right? Yeah, he's not fucking around. Yeah. Do not pass go. Leland was also the governor of California from 1862 to 1863. Whoa, this dude is fancy. Yeah, he real fancy. (laughs) He's all in politics. He's got the fucking corner on the market of fucking railroads. He's probably who they imaged the monopoly man after possibly did he have a monocle he does not fuck Damn. all right we are so close so close almost solved the mystery <laughs> leland was also one of california's state senators from 1885 until he died in 1893 so oh wow fucking power tripping right yeah yeah no big deal yeah just big man on campus over here yeah no big deal yeah uh funny that you say campus oh that will come into play later okay <laughs> So Jane and Leland had a child in 1868 when she was 39 years old. Okay. Wow. That's like a million in those standards. Exactly. Wow. Also, goddamn. Like, I don't want to have a kid at 30 fucking, what are we, two? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, we are 32. (laughs) Uh, I know. But I actually know a lot of people who, I mean, granted, they're like waiting till their 40s to have kids, but who are having kids in their 40s. Like, that's when they start. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I do know one person. Not a lot. I know one person. I know like two. That's (laughs) geriatric as fuck. Especially in those days. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, but they probably didn't call it geriatric then. They were just like, she's pregnant. (laughs) They probably called it like, you're about to die because we don't have modern medicine. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, at any rate, she survived. Yes. Oh, good. (laughs) She survived childbirth. That's not the death of the story? No. And she had a beautiful baby boy named Leland Stanford Jr. Oh, a junior. Mm-hmm. And when Leland Jr. was 15 years old, the family went on a grand tour of Europe. Wow. Which I guess is apparently a thing in that time period where like... 
that was your like rite of passage essentially when a boy became a man they would go on a fucking tour of europe like we a, need to bring that back a long ass trip <laughs> i know right i want to go is that not a thing but he went with his parents you rich bitch no. i would have gone with my parents what mm-hmm. age 15 yeah for sure 15 still lived with them i mean i lived with them too but if I'm coming of age because it's the 1800s and now I'm a man. Oh, you're looking for like blowies and siggies? Yeah. 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 yeah I, I go mean, maybe, I mean, like, I'm sow a my wild mom. oats. <laughs> Don't sow them. <laughs> Let's sow that seed all over. Ew. No, you will not. Not in this house. <laughs> See, that's why I don't want to go with a mom. <laughs> uh. Okay, so... They all go together, right? Uh-huh. However, mm-hmm. while they were in Athens, Junior caught typhoid. Oh, shit. Yeah. And he got really sick. Yeah. Sounds like it. They rushed him to Italy for treatment. But after weeks of like ups and downs in his fucking condition, I guess, Uh huh. he ended up dying. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. So Jane and Leland Sr., Returned to California, and Leland Sr. was fucking Devastated? Well, yes. (laughs) But he was quoted as saying, the children of California shall be our children. And they opened Stanford University. Okay, I'm a little... Okay, well, that changed my... What I was about to say. (laughs) What? It's like, I'm a little suspicious of Mr. Sr. over here, because he's like, you know what? It's fine. I've got children everywhere. Yeah. But then he opened a university, so I'm like, all right. Well, now you're good again. Yeah, Yeah. he's a good guy. All right. Yeah, they All opened right. Stanford University as a memorial to Leland Jr. in 1891. Oh, this is like too close to home because we got coronavirus and shit. Right? Ugh. Everybody's dying. Yeah, no thank you. Fun fact, the university's full name is Leland Stanford Jr. University. It oh. still is today. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't either. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So no really idea. it should be Stanford Junior University if you're going to say that. But you can't say Junior University. No. Then everybody's like, you go to community college? <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I go to junior university. <laughs> oh, man. Another fun fact is that it was made as a co-ed university because of Jane. Like, she was like, yo, allow women into this brick. Oh, go Jane. Hell yeah. I was like, why? I didn't get it. But now I get it. Women's rights. I'm for that. <laughs> y- yeah, I'm for it. <laughs> women need education also. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Bye. <laughs> That's all I need. Because she had gone to a Catholic girls' college, I believe. Oh, okay. And I think they were all, like, separated at that time. And she was like, no, fuck that. Yeah, you can learn together. Hell yeah. 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 Go Jane. Yeah, good for them, right? Yep. So then Leland Sr. died in 1893. Alrighty. And that's just... The end of him. Yeah. He's gone now. Okay. So Jane effectively took control of the university. And she's a rich lady now. Well... The funds from her husband's estate, I guess, were kind of locked up in legal issues. Oh, no. So the school was underfunded, and Jane had to pay for it out of her own pocket. Oh, shit. But she was a rich bitch? Well, it's fucking the 1800s. So then they're like, your husband died. You don't get money. Yeah, not for you. (laughs) You don't get his hard-earned money. Yeah, you woman. Yeah, and so she was allowed an allowance, which was about $10,000 a month. 
That sounds like a lot of money. It's a ton of money. Yeah. And that's probably like a zillion dollars a month today. Yeah. Yeah, at least. I did my calculations. <laughs> yeah. I want to say it was like a little bit less than $400,000 a month Holy today. Holy shit. So, I mean, she wasn't hurting at all. Yeah. But also to run a university, I don't know how much that costs. Don't know either. No idea. Yeah. Probably more than that. Probably. So she was using pretty much all of that to keep the university going. Oh my and- gosh, she sounds like a lovely lady. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And in 1897, she went to London to go to a Diamond Jubilee. How old is she at this point? A Jubilee? Yeah, a wow. Jubilee. Um, She is in her late 60s at this point. Wow, she's just cruising around. Hell yeah. Well, she's going to this Diamond Jubilee because she wants to sell all her jewels so that she can continue like raising funds for the university. Okay, wow. She's really nice. Yeah. She really believed in this shit. Hell yeah, she did. But she couldn't find a buyer for her jewels. Son of a bitch. For her one jewel. (laughs) For her jewels. (laughs) And so in 1905, she ordered that after her death, all of her jewels be sold and the funds gathered to be used to purchase books and other publications for the university. Aww. She's like, you know what? I can't find anyone to buy them. But when I die, you guys, it becomes your responsibility. (laughs) Yeah. You guys figure this shit out. Yeah. This shit's harder than it looks. (laughs) Maybe they'll have made Amazon by then. (laughs) Fun fact, they were able to raise $500,000 with the sale of her jewelry. Oh, wow. Which equates to about $20 million today. Holy shit. So. She was a well-decorated woman. She was role decorated. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) So, like you were saying, she was a pretty fucking stellar lady. Yeah, I like her. Yeah, I like her a lot. Yeah. She murdered someone? I'll tell you about it. I'm just waiting, waiting for the (laughs) shoe to drop. Well, yeah, this is a murder podcast. What the fuck happened here, right? (laughs) Yeah, I just learned all about Stanford University's creation. That's all. (laughs) And I just wanted you to know that. I just, this is a little uh, lesson in Stanford University, which has nothing to do with me or my life. (laughs) And typhoid, get fucking vaccinated. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Get your fucking vaccines, people. Uh. So on January 14th, 1905, while she was at home in San Francisco, she had some mineral water, and she thought it tasted a little bit bitter. Uh-oh. Did it taste like almonds? <laughs> right. Or cashews or whatever <laughs> the nut is that I always fuck up. <laughs> um, no, I it's always almonds. Yeah, it's almonds. It's like cyanide or arsenic. I mix those up. Yeah. I think it's arsenic. Mm. Maybe it's cyanide. I think it's cyanide. It's not that. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> Stop fucking guessing and let me tell the story. <laughs> She obviously knew that something was wrong right away, right? Oh, God. Your mineral water shouldn't be bitter. Yeah. And so, first she- of all, this bougie ass lady drinking <laughs> mineral water in fucking the early 1900s. Like, what is that? Right? What is that? Is it just like from a well? I don't know. Did they really bottle and sell mineral water? I don't know. Maybe it's like snake oil. Maybe they're I like. I mean, it is, but everyone's mad at me now. <laughs> all the hippies <laughs> are pissed. It's minerals. There's minerals in it. <laughs> My water here is mineral water. Yeah, it's from your fucking lead pipes. Yeah, there's too many minerals in it. (laughs) I have to filter out the minerals. Why would I buy some with minerals? (laughs) Well, I don't know, man. Maybe that's what it meant was like tap water. Yeah, listen, I don't want a thousand angry messages about how mineral water is good. I get it. It's different. I know. But, you know, it's funny. taps then? I don't fucking know when a tap was invented. I'm sure. (laughs) Like one of them pumps. We're going to get emails about when taps were invented. Yeah, Yeah, we are. People are like, Jesus Christ, do a quick Google check. I can't predict the future. I don't know what kind of questions I'm going to have. And it's not worth the Google. So yell at us later. You're not wrong. Okay, so 
When she realized that her mineral water had too many minerals in it, uh-huh. she forced herself to throw up. Oh, go girl. Yeah. She's smart too. Reading all those books she bought. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, her staff apparently wasn't that smart because then they were like, let me taste that. Oh my God. To like make sure that it tastes bitter, right? Hey, that sounds like some shit we would do. For sure, I would. If you were like, this tastes bitter, I'd be like, let me try it. And then we'd both have to throw it up like, that was definitely poison. <laughs> I'm dying. Well, okay. her staff tasted it and they were like, yep, totes bitter. Yeah. That's weird, right? It tastes like cyanide. Yeah. All of my experience tastes like cyanide. Uh. So apparently nobody fucking died from this though, right? All right. That's like, good. They all got it out of their systems and... They were like, that was crazy. That was weird back there. Yeah, they had... poisoning the mineral water. (laughs) (laughs) What a bougie-ass way to (laughs) kill someone. Well, Uh, so they had it sent out for testing. uh And a few weeks later, the tests came back positive for a lethal dose of strychnine. Oh, we learned about this. We did. Did you teach me? You taught me, and you were like, how the fuck you say this? And I was like, strychnine. So oh, I taught you right. that. That's right. What's it do again? I don't remember. I've looked up so many other poisons. It makes all your body, like, super rigid and, like... Oh, yeah. All your <gasps> muscles contract and stuff. Where did somebody get that? Well, I'll tell you. Did they brew it? Oh. Mm. Is that a thing you can brew? I don't know. All right. Yeah. So she moved out of her mansion because she was like, fuck that. Somebody obviously is trying to kill me. Oh, shit. And they have access to my mansion. So I'm, and my mineral water. And my mineral water. Ooh. I'm not fucking going in there, right? Yeah. She never went back to her mansion. Okay. Go you. Yeah. So the maid, Elizabeth Richmond, apparently mm-hmm. was the first suspect because she was from Britain. And Did she bring any of her help? When she left the mansion? Yeah. Yes. Okay. 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 But I think she brought, like, her trusted help. Yeah. She had sure. staff on staff, though. Sure. Like, this bitch had a lot going on. Yeah, she did. She sounded like it. Yeah. And so Elizabeth Richmond, apparently she had been telling the other staff members about the aristocrats in Britain that had been poisoned by their servants. Hmm. And that was all before Jane's water had been tampered with. I feel like if you're going to poison your boss, you're not going to talk about it beforehand, right? I would think, but maybe they were dumb. Yeah. Like, what an odd coinkydink. Yeah. Yeah. So she was fired. Okay. <laughs> so Jane hired a detective to discreetly investigate her staff and to try and find out where the threat came from. To discreetly? There's just, like, this new person walking around, like, sup? <laughs> I imagine it's a lot like Undercover Boss. <laughs> yeah. It's like, got where it's fucking... like, why is this 50-year-old guy now working at McDonald's? <laughs> And he came in in a suit with an obviously fake mustache. I was going to say in an ill-fitted wig. Yes. Uh, Uh, And he's looking at the picture of the owner on the wall for far too long. Yeah, this is weird. Yeah. So he came in with his, I don't know, fake mustache and googly eye glasses. Magnifying glass. (laughs) Yes. I'll get to the bottom of this. And his detective hat. And he found that there was a bunch of drama among the staff. Ooh, tell me about it. There was like jealousy and (gasps) pettiness that comes with working closely with people, right? Oh, that sounds like my job. Right? (laughs) Sounds like any fucking job where they're like, oh, all these people work together. And they're like, god damn, Sally. (laughs) Yeah, let me tell you about Sally, this bitch. Yeah. She doesn't even polish the silverware. She says she does, but she doesn't. But she doesn't. She just does the top spoon and lays it on top. (laughs) Spawn. Spawn. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So there was a lot of that shit going on, right? 
Okay. Especially when everybody is like suspicious of everybody else. Yeah. So you're going to be like, I don't know, man. Did you see that person over there? They pumped the water well four more times than usual. This is literally why I want to do one of those like murder mystery dinners. It sounds like a murder mystery dinner. Um in let's okay. do it okay can it be a musical murder mystery yeah i didn't know that was an option it is on bob's burgers so. <laughs> <laughs> and then i'm just gonna stab my baby <laughs> exactly <laughs> so he's ingrained himself in all of this fucking drama right yeah he's deep yeah but he could not find a motive for murder and there was no evidence interesting so he checked local pharmacies for records of people buying large amounts of strychnine yeah but again that led to nothing okay so basically there's nothing no leads to go on right interesting and jane got super depressed because her someone's murder- trying to kill her yeah her murderer is still out large like That's scary she can't go back to her house and she's like the fuck man right yeah and She's 77 at this point. Yeah. I don't know about you, but if I'm trying to kill a 77-year-old person in the 1800s, I might just like let time do it. Yeah, it's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. It's amazing that you lived that long. Why would they want to kill her, though? Because she sounds so awesome. I'll tell you. Okay. So she decided to sail to Hawaii. Sail? Yeah. They didn't have fucking planes. Or maybe they did. I don't know when planes were invented. Yeah, I don't. I guess like steamboat. I don't know what I was thinking. It literally literally was by steamboat. Okay. (laughs) Well, that's not sailing. Well, it said sail. Huh. I mean, you sail the ocean blue. Yeah. I don't know. Do you ever notice? In a a sailboat. Yeah, that's true. You steam the ocean blue. Okay. Well, she steamed the ocean gray, I guess, or black. Do you ever notice how dumb this podcast makes you feel? Yeah, yeah. We, You are dumber now for having listened to us. <laughs> but also, probably a lot more sarcastic. That's true. Yeah. You're you might welcome. cuss a lot more, too. That is for fucking certain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she steamed the ocean black. Yeah. All the way to Hawaii. Uh-huh. And then she had the plan to continue on to Japan. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's quite the journey. She's just fucking going. She's like, I'm getting away from all these people that want to kill me, right? Like, Hawaii was just a pit stop. Yeah. Like, fuck, this is a long trip. They're like, we should refuel on steam. (laughs) Yeah, you should. (laughs) I have no idea how long it takes to get to Hawaii from San Francisco, but she left San Francisco on February 15th. Okay. Probably a long time because it takes forever in a fucking plane. It takes like six hours. <laughs> yeah, it takes a long ass time. I'm assuming it takes a long ass time to fucking steam there too. Oh, for sure. Maybe it takes six days. Is it? Are you equating one hour per day? Yeah. <laughs> How that's, many knots are they going? That's probably what it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Does it depend on the current? I have no idea. I mean, it does when you're flying. That's true. Yeah, you, you ain't wrong. I know. So on February 28th, she's in Honolulu. Okay. I don't know how long she had been there already, okay. but okay. she's there now, right? Got it. She's staying at the Moana Hotel. Mm-hmm. and Moana? Af- Moana. In Honolulu. Make way. <laughs> yes. For Prince Ali. No, it's Moana. God. Have I you know, not you watched said that movie it, a thousand I've times? I've seen it a thousand times, but you definitely just sang it in the tune of the Aladdin song. I just watched Aladdin last night, so that's see, fair. See? <laughs> fucking busted. <laughs> it's possible. Okay. I'll let the people decide. They'll decide with me. Side with me? They won't decide with me. They'll side with you. I'm tired. <laughs> All right, listen. Okay. So, Moana Hotel. Yeah. And she ate at a big picnic. 
Mm-hmm. And then that evening, she started feeling some indigestion. Oh, God. And so she took some sodium bicarbonate and a cascara capsule for it. Mm. I like did not Google. Tums. I, I should have Googled. I assume, yes, much like Tums. Or she's just swallowing fucking Arm & Hammer baking soda. <laughs> that's fucking probable as well. I'm pretty sure that's what sodium bicarbonate or whatever is. Um, You might be right. Yeah, I think so. I think I am. I'm I didn't genius. Google any of it because I've been crash doing yeah. everything for Listen, this podcast. It's basically she just made a Tums. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what she had. Mm-hmm. And then at about 11 p.m. that night, she called out to her staff to go get a doctor. And oh, then she had been poisoned again. <gasps> Don't eat at picnics. Was did, it a luau? Uh, did not say. Hmm. But she wasn't able to throw up this time. Why not? I don't know. What do you mean? She couldn't get it out. Just put your face in your toilet. <sighs> That's all it takes, isn't I it? I know. And then like, even if you just touch the back of your tongue with your face in your toilet, Whew, you will toss those cookies. I literally just cough into the toilet and then yeah. the air hitting oh, my face. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. That made me throw up now. Yeah. I don't, I don't even talk feel about sick. It. It just like smells like chlorine water piss thing stuff. Yeah. yeah I don't even what know what it is. What is that? I don't It's a special combination. It's gross. Yeah. Of everything that enters that thing. Yeah. Well, so she ended up dying. <gasps> she got poisoned. She got poisoned. That's not good. She was declared dead at 11.40 p.m. Oh, that's so sad. Just 40 minutes later. After eating that picnic dinner. Mm-hmm. And having some fucking indigestion, sodium bicarbonate, mm. Arm & Hammer stuff. Oh, shit. So there was a three-day-long coroner's inquest where they attempted to determine the manner of death. Mm-hmm. And the toxicology came back, and it was determined that Jane had died from strychnine poisoning. <gasps> Say what? Bum, 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 bum. But how? So the strychnine was mm-hmm. found in the bottle of the sodium bicarbonate. <gasps> Did she take it with her? Yeah, like they yeah. poisoned it at the mansion. Well, we don't know, but it was purchased in California. Oh, shit. It was purchased in California, and like all of her staff had access to it. So oh, we don't know. Oh, shit. But that bottle had not been used until that night in Honolulu. Oh, interesting. So, so and she didn't put it in her mineral water. No, <laughs> she didn't put it in her mineral water. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, just a, you know, quick spoiler. Jane's murder is still unsolved. Aww. Yeah. That's shitty. There are a couple of suspects, though. Okay, let's hear about them. They're probably all dead by now. Yeah. But one was Bertha Burner, who was Jane's personal secretary. She Mm. was the only person present at both poisonings. Mm. And she prepared the bicarbonate for Jane the night that she was murdered. (gasps) That's suspicious. Also, she was set to inherit $15,000. Which equates to about $415,000. Oh, shit. When the lady died? When Jane died? Yes. Oh. And she was going to get a house. Oh, dang. But also, Mm -hmm. she had been with Jane for 30 years, and they were like really close friends. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. She was her personal secretary. That'd be like, you know, your personal secretary (laughs) killing you. (laughs) That's a very, it's a person that you're very familiar with. Absolutely. Yeah. And she was already living in Jane's mansion. Like, she didn't need a house. Yeah. And she was doing well. She yeah, didn't that's true. need the money. So it's a little bit odd of a motive. How bad must she feel that she mixed that shit up for her? Right? Mm. Yeah. The second suspect is David Starr Jordan. He was Stanford University's first president, and he and Jane did not get along well. Oh, no. 
Why? She fucking made it possible for him to have a job. Right? <laughs> I would, I don't know. Well, apparently Jane was super involved in the university's daily operations. Mm-hmm. And this often meant that she was micromanaging David. Oh, okay. Yeah. So maybe he had a little bit of a resentment there. And he's like, well, she's 77. If she just dies. Mm, but you can just wait. Yeah, right? So rude. But there was also a rumor that Jane was going to have David voted out of the presidency. Oh, scandalous. Yeah, she was trying to get him removed because she's like, I I don't know, fuck this guy in particular, right? Yeah, yeah. When it was announced that Jane had died in Hawaii, David rushed there and he brought her body back to the U.S. And then he publicly denounced the competency of the toxicologist and said that she had actually died of a heart disease. Oh, why? Would he get more money if it was like natural causes or something? It's more along the lines of he's covering up a murder. Oh, yeah, that's pretty suspicious. Yeah. So he hired his own doctor to do a report. And yeah. without even seeing her body, this doctor claimed that she had died of, quote, heart failure caused by overexertion, hysterical panic, a chill breeze, and the <laughs> piggish consumption of tongue sandwiches, oh. undercooked gingerbread, and chocolates at a picnic. I didn't know that could cause death. I should have died a lot of times. <laughs> I don't know about tongue sandwiches. Yeah, I was going to say, do you often eat tongue uh, sandwiches? No, no. Maybe but, some head cheese? Is that the same? <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> but like a chill breeze and some hysterical panic, that's like my Mondays. Yeah, and then like copious amounts of chocolate. Yeah, Duh. yeah. Also, that's wh- my Monday. <laughs> what is, yeah, right. What is gingerbread? Because I didn't know you could undercook gingerbread. Like gingerbread man? We just change them into cookies, right? Yeah, but like what in there would be undercooked that would be so awful? The egg. You don't want raw egg. Okay. Do you know how much cookie dough I eat? Oh, do you know how many times I've licked that batter spoon? All the time. Never once died. All the time. They're like, definitely don't do this. And I'm like, definitely don't tell me how to live my life. Yeah, I might have the shits for a minute, but it was worth it. Yeah. Have you ever had cookie dough? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I've actually never noticed a correlation. I'm not going to listen to you, cardboard. Get out of here. You're not a doctor. (laughs) Get out of here. I'm going to eat whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. Well, apparently, that's what did her in, according to this doctor. Ooh, he sounds not credible. (laughs) No. He didn't even look at her body. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's paid off to cover up a murder. Yeah. It looks like this David guy is trying to cover up this murder, right? Or at least trying to cover up that there was even a poisoning. Oh, certainly. But there's no motive for that other than if he had done it. Like, there's no motive to try and cover up a poisoning unless he did it he's involved in it yeah yeah well isn't that the theory is that he did it because he wanted her off his back i mean there's a lot of theories yeah that's Mm -hmm. one of them yeah and the other one is that it was her personal secretary and that is literally all the information that i have for you today oh (laughs) so i'm just gonna wrap this up with a pretty little bow Mm -hmm. just gonna (laughs) so you're fucked just gonna put a stamp on that and be like uh good luck good luck trying to figure that shit out figure that shit out i definitely think it is that guy I think so, too. I mean, it seems kind of like a weak motive of, like, getting her off his back. But, like... But if he was about to get kicked out, too, then he might want her dead before she kicked him out. That's true. And also, like, work hatred is a strong kind of hatred. It really is. It might make you do some stupid shit. Yeah. Because, like, literally you see them when they're supposed to be their brightest doing the dumbest shit. And you're like, how? How have you made it this far in life? Yeah. Yeah. And then you start judging their character. You're a whole adult. Yep. An entire one. And you can't figure this one fucking thing out. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and you're shitting on toilet paper and leaving it on the floor in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that. I'm leaning towards him as Yeah, well. I don't think the secretary did it. No. 
Oh, poor Miss Stanford. Yeah. She sounded amazing. Right? I Damn. had no idea about any of this, though. I didn't know there was so much, like, that. I don't know, shit going on about Stanford University. I don't either. Crazy. That's wild, though. I didn't know all that. I didn't either. All right, Stacey, what do you got for me? By the way, everybody, welcome to episode 78. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> we never said that. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. This week, I'm going to tell you about Kenneth Byros. Ooh. Maybe it's Byros. Maybe. Byros. Is it like Euros? No. Or Heroes? No. Gyros? No. Okay. <laughs> None of those. It's not any of those things. It's an I. B-I-R-O-S. Oh. All right. I don't have much background on any of the people in the story, so we're just going to jump right into it. All right. Sounds good. Lay it on me. All right. Here we go. Tammy Ingstrom was a 22-year-old mom who was living and working in Hubbard, Ohio. On Thursday, February 7th, 1991, at around 5.30 p.m., Tammy dropped off her one-and-a-half-year-old son, Casey, at her friend Sharon King's house. Okay. And the whole thing was she's going to drop her kids off, just the one kid. She's going to drop her kid off uh, with her friend so that she can go to work that night. It was Mm -hmm. her babysitter, basically. Okay. Tammy worked at a bar called Clover Bar with her mother, Mary. (laughs) I knew that would get you. I capitalized both. (laughs) Nice. Uh, So Tammy gets to work around 6.30 p.m. And by 9.30 that night, she's telling her mother that she doesn't really feel well and that she needs to go home and rest. And so Mary's like, babe, I got you. You go home. You fucking do what you got to do. And I'll take over your shift or your fucking customers or whatever. Yeah. Which also to be uh, 22 working at a bar with your mom sounds like a fucking blast. (laughs) Yeah. That's very 80s sitcom, 90s sitcom. And I love it. Right. Okay, so Tammy's going to go home. Only Tammy never actually went home. What? For reasons unknown. Instead, she went to a place called the Nickelodeon Lounge in Massary, Ohio. Okay. Which isn't that far. Okay, I was like, is that a different state? (laughs) No, they're all in the same state and everything. Well, actually, that's a false statement. Sometimes they go into Pennsylvania. But it's like a close little town. Like, there's a bunch of little towns in this area. Yeah. And they're like, they take like fucking 10 minutes to get to or something. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So while she's at the Nickelodeon Lounge, she meets up with her uncle Daniel, who is known to be a frequent patron of the lounge. Mm Mm-hmm. And witnesses say that Tammy got to the Nickelodeon Lounge at around 10 p.m. And she was wearing a black leather coat, a sweater, black pants, black shoes, and black stockings. All right. She's the woman in black. That's right. And she was also wearing a $1,200 diamond ring that and had a small gray purse filled with a sizable amount of cash. Well, bar job, bartender is probably a cash job. Yeah. So that makes sense. She probably got paid out or whatever before she left. Absolutely. Uh, I was thinking $1,200 diamond ring. It's probably just a diamond. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just a diamond. Yeah, it's just a fucking blood diamond. But they or, fucking priced it for some reason. Yeah. It's not like the witness was like, that was a $1,200 ring. <laughs> right? Yeah. But I was thinking that for people to know that she had a sizable amount of cash in her purse, she must have been like accidentally or purposely flaunting it by like, yeah. if you're at a bar and you're intoxicated, you might just like fucking open your purse out to pay someone and not pay attention. Yeah. Or if you're like, dude, check out this cash. I don't know. I wasn't there. That's true. Yeah. She could have been like, make it rain. And they're like, these are all ones. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> Stop it. You're just throwing them behind the bar. <laughs> I have to pick these up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either way, I'm thinking in order for people to know that, 
one of those two scenarios happened. Yeah, someone saw it. Exactly. She could have just pulled out her fucking money wad when she tried to pay for a drink instead of separating it like you should always do. Like a decent human. Yeah. I know. I always have to have like secret little piles whenever I have money in Vegas. Yeah, it's all in different pockets. Yeah, which I never have more than like 60 bucks on me, but I still squirrel them away in different pockets. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so she's dancing around this bar. Maybe not dancing, but she's like hanging out at this bar all in black with her fucking cash, right? Hanging out with her uncle. Yeah. Over the next few hours, she drank a lot of alcoholic beverages with her uncle. And she she started feeling better. (laughs) And she was like, hey, man, I don't feel sick anymore. Yeah. So I'm kind of guessing that telling her mom she didn't feel well was a lie. Yeah. Either that or maybe she was like, I don't feel well. And then she had some reason to meet up with her uncle real quick and was like, fuck it, I'm going to get smashed. I mean... Every time that you don't feel good at work, then you leave work and you're like, I feel like a million bucks. Yeah, I don't even, I don't even need to be home, but I want to. It's like (laughs) when you're super, super tired and then you go to take a nap and you're like, I can't sleep. Yeah, that sucks. That's the worst. Yeah. Yeah, either that or she lied. Either that. (laughs) Okay, so she's getting drunk with her uncle and she meets a man by the name of Kenneth Byros. All right. Ken was friends with Tammy's uncle and he had arrived at the Nickelodeon Lounge around 11 p.m., After participating in a drinking event (laughs) that some local bars were hosting, a.k.a. he was smashed. All right. I'm guessing. I'm adding my own twist in there. But all the articles were like, he was at a drinking event. I'm like, ah, he just was hammered by 10 p.m. He was drinking a lot. Actually, 11 p.m. Roger. Uh, During the night, Tammy actually passed out in one of the booths at the lounge. Oh, shit. From either being too drunk or from being too sick, one of the articles said. And I was like, she was too drunk. I got you. Maybe she was too sick on alcohol. Yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Mm -hmm. But either way, she got super drunk or super ill, whatever. She passed out in a booth and she actually fell out of her chair at one point onto the floor. So she was smashed. Oh, that's sad. I know. Um, her uncle and Ken helped her back into the chair and just kind of continued the night. Like no one was like, ah, I think you've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> they just kept going. Then at 1 a.m. when the bar was closing, Tammy's uncle and Ken helped her outside to the parking lot. And Tammy was insistent that she could drive herself home. But her uncle was like, the fuck you are? You're too drunk. Like, give me your keys. Yeah. Good. Good for him. Yeah. Go, uncle. Yeah. And it's here where Ken was like, you know what? I think I could take Tammy to go get some coffee. Mm. and it'll help sober her up and we'll come back and then she can drive her car home and everybody will be happy getting real suspicious here ken yeah and her uncle was like okay that's a great idea and gives ken tammy's purse and at 1 15 a.m ken and tammy drive away in his car okay tammy's uncle decides that he's gonna hang around the nickelodeon for a while and uh wait for tammy to return good what a good uncle i know he sounds like first of all a blast yeah, because he's like drinking mm-hmm. at a place called the Nickelodeon. Yeah, which sounds fun. Yeah, <laughs> and then also he won't let her drive drunk. Another good mark for the uncle. Mm-hmm. Very responsible. Yeah, and then this is his friend. Ken is his friend, so yeah. you know he's got good friends. Yeah, but he could be drunk too, and he's like, "Fuck it, I don't know what you got to do." <laughs> yeah, coffee, sure, I'll be here. So she never comes back that night, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, that same night at around 11.30 p.m., so we're doing kind of like a timeline of the night, right? Let's rewind. Okay. At 11.30 p.m., Tammy's husband, Andy, stopped by the Clover Bar where Tammy had worked Mm -hmm. to bring her a gift that he had gotten her. Uh Uh-oh. And when he gets there, Mary, Tammy's mom, is like, hey, guess what? She left work early because she didn't feel good, and so she's at home. So Andy's like, no, she's fucking not. Well, he hadn't been there yet. So Andy was like, okay, let me go home to see what the fuck's up with Tammy. And when he gets there, he realizes that she's not home. Mm -hmm. 
So Andy calls Sharon, the babysitter, and asks if she can keep watching Casey because Tammy's missing and he needs to go looking for her. Yeah. And by 1 a.m., Andy had spoken with Tammy's sister, who suggested to check over at the Nickelodeon Lounge because I guess, I don't know why, maybe she fucking showed up there a handful of times. And so her sister was like, check this place out. Sounds like kind of a small town with maybe some local bars where they're like, these are the normal haunts or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like, people would know where to find you and I (laughs) if we went missing. Yeah. Did you check their one bar? Yeah. Or each other's houses? Pretty sure they're there. Yeah. (laughs) By 1.10 a.m., Andy calls the lounge and they explain that Tammy was just seen leaving with Ken and that she was on her way home. Okay. So Andy figures, all right, she'll be home soon. No big deal. And he falls asleep, which I'm like, this is kind of an interesting relationship that this guy, Ken, you don't even know who he is. You're cool that your wife just left a bar with him. After she said that she was going home sick, she ends up at a bar, just left. And you're like, eh, she must be on her way home. I'm going to go to sleep. Maybe there's some quote unquote problem, like a alcohol problem. Maybe. And so he's kind of used to like, All right. She'll get home when she gets home. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know anything about anybody's background. So we're going to have to speculate wildly and not victim shame and no one yell at us because we don't fucking know. Hey, listen, I'm not victim shaming anything or any alcohol problems because that shit's out there. It's real. It's a thing that people deal with. It's real. Preach. All right. So Andy falls asleep and then in the morning he wakes up and Tammy's not home, obviously. Yeah. So concerned, Andy and Sharon, they go to the Nickelodeon and they find Tammy's car still in the parking lot. Uh-oh. And so they start talking to the staff at the lounge and they again confirm that Tammy was seen leaving with Ken. And so Andy decides to go to Ken's house to be like, the fuck, bro? Yeah. Where my wife at? Yeah. Andy confronts Ken and asks him, where the hell is Tammy? And Ken explains that he was driving Tammy to get coffee and he had tapped her on the shoulder and she freaked out and jumped out of the car and started running through people's yards who lived in the neighborhood that they were driving through. Mm -hmm. And so Ken says, I jumped out of the car chasing her to try to calm her down, but I couldn't catch up with her and I didn't want to look suspicious running around in people's yards and I didn't want to get busted for drunk driving. Like I didn't want to draw any attention to me. Mm -hmm. So he just got back in the car and fucking left her to run around in these yards. And then he went home and called the police and was like, there's a crazy lady running around on those streets. Yeah. No, he didn't do any of that. Oh, that would have been smart. Yeah. Except for he was like afraid to be caught because he was drunk driving. Yeah. But if you're at home and you call the police because it's the 90s, so you don't have a cell phone. Yeah. And so then you're like, I was drunk driving. No, no, no. You're just saying, I saw him over there. It's an anonymous tip. Ooh. Ooh. Bye. I like it. Would have yeah. been the right thing to do. But yeah. that's not what he did. All right. So Ken's like, all right, what about the fucking cuts on your face that weren't there the night before, allegedly, according to witnesses? Not that Andy knew that, but, you know, just to give you a little background. Yeah. (laughs) And what about the scratches on your hands? And Ken was like, oh, well, when I got home that night, I didn't have my house key, so I had to punch a hole in my window to get into my house. (laughs) That is not how you break into your own home. (laughs) You're much more careful. Like, like... I know I can jimmy this window open. Yeah, I don't want to have to replace a window along with some fucking keys or whatever. Also, he didn't have his keys. I know. But he was driving. I know. Well, this is going to come up again later and it baffles my mind. Maybe people keep them in different locations. I don't, but maybe. your house key and your car key? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Second question. Was there a broken window? I don't know. a fist-sized hole in it? I don't know. Third question. Yeah. 
If I punched any of the windows in my home, yeah. first of all, I'm not strong enough, but let's assume you that could, I am. You could. Let's assume that I am. <laughs> what then? Do you have to make it a body-sized hole? Dude, I feel like you would just throw a rock through it and then maybe like wrap your hand in something so you don't get cut and punch out the rest of the glass or push it through with something like yeah. a hammer. I don't know, something yeah. fucking around you. I wouldn't just Hulk smash that shit. No, but he was drunk. So maybe. True. Maybe. True. All right, go on. Um, and then he said, oh, this scratch above my eye, I got that when I was chopping wood. And they're like, the fuck you chopping wood in between the time you got went out drinking and it's fucking two o'clock in the morning now and all of a sudden you chop some wood between now and then? Yeah, like did your stove run out? Yeah, your fucking story sucks, bro. Yeah, odd time to chop some wood, bro. Looking a little suspicious. Ken. Mm-hmm. Also, how do you get a cut above your eye when you're chopping wood? Like, does a, I don't a know, piece you, of wood splinter up? I mean, listen, he was drunk. Maybe a piece of wood or maybe he just whacked himself with a blunt end of the axe. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> how pissed would you be if that were you? How are you swinging that you're going to hit yourself in the face? <laughs> dinky, dinky, dinky. Yeah. I don't know. Like he's fucking chopping up some bacon very finely with an axe. <laughs> we heard it in our last story. It's possible. It's possible. <laughs> Probably not likely, but possible. True. Okay, so Andy makes it clear to Ken, like, hey, man, I'm about to file a missing persons report for my wife, and people are going to come fucking looking for you because you're fucking suspicious as hell. Yeah. I don't believe what you're telling me. Yeah. Go kick rocks. Her whole family was basically not buying his BS story and were telling him that they were going to kill him if anything bad had happened to Tammy. Oh, shit. Yeah, they were like, mm, fuck you too, bitch. Call the cops. Yeah. I'm going to kill you and your loud-ass motherfucking barking dogs. Yeah, that's basically Tammy's family. Yeah. And then that night, Ken helped her family search for her in Sharon, Pennsylvania, which was the last place that Ken claimed to have seen her, like when she was running through the neighborhood. Yeah. And that's only eight minutes from Hubbard, which is where fucking everybody else lived. Even though it's technically a different state, it's only eight minutes away. Okay. That same day, Ken's mom, who Ken was living with, Sounds like a dime piece. Uh, (laughs) In her basement. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, She was cleaning the bathroom and on the floor she found a gold ring. Uh Uh-oh. And she was like, I've never seen this ring before. And so she asked Ken about it. And he looked at it and he was like, oh, it just looks like some cheap ring. But his mom was like, actually, this looks like a very nice ring and it looks real. Like, tell me where it came from. Yeah. So then he says something along the lines of, oh, maybe it came from that lady that jumped out of my car last night. And he tells his mom, don't worry about it. Like, I'll go return it to the Nickelodeon to make sure that she gets it back. I'm a good guy. Yeah. But instead, he takes the ring and hides it in the ceiling of his house. Well, how would the lady who jumped out of your car's ring end up in your bathroom? Yeah. Weird. Real weird. Real weird. Also, real weird that you're just going to hide it in your ceiling. Unless you're trying to steal it. I mean, yeah. Okay. Pawn that shit for cash. Okay. It was $1,200. That was a lot of money. On Saturday, February 9th, Tammy's family searched all over Sharon, Pennsylvania for her, and they couldn't find her or any clues on her whereabouts or anything like that. Okay. Okay, so her family obviously tell the police about Ken, right? Like, oh, he's the last person that saw her. We're pretty fucking suspicious of him. You need to talk to him. Yeah. So the police call Ken in, and they leave a message because he doesn't pick up, and they're saying, yo, you need to come to the station because we have a couple questions about what the fuck happened to Tammy. So Ken's like, I'm just going to go down there and clear all this up. (laughs) Uh (laughs) And so he goes down to the station and he tells police the same story that he told Tammy's family. And he adds that while they were driving, Tammy had actually fallen asleep. 
and Ken stopped at an ATM to get some money. And she woke up and demanded that he brought her back to the lounge and she freaked out and ran out of the car. Okay. And so the police were like, did she leave her purse in the car? And he said that he'd cleaned the car very thoroughly, head to toe, not suspicious at all, but he didn't find a purse. (laughs) Like, the fuck? It's been two days and you cleaned your car head to toe? Very Mm -hmm. thoroughly. Yeah, very thoroughly. Yeah. Very thoroughly. Mm -hmm. Couldn't find a purse anywhere. Found her fucking ring, but didn't mention that. Yeah. So the police are questioning Ken and the guy, the fucking head honcho running the show, Sheriff, I don't know who the fuck it is, (laughs) this guy, you know, the bad cop. Yep. (laughs) He's questioning Ken and he says, you know, maybe Ken, maybe you made a sexual advance at Tammy and that's what caused her to jump out of the car. Ooh. And maybe while she was jumping out of the car, she like slipped or fell or whatever and she hit her head and it was just an accident. Yeah. And Ken totally was, plausible. Yeah. And Ken was like, no, 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 no. That didn't happen. I already told you what happened. So then the officer said, well, maybe whatever happened to Tammy was an accident just because she fell out of the car. You didn't molest her. You didn't touch her. You didn't do anything weird. But she just got out of the car. She fell, hit her head really bad or something like that. And she died and you panicked. And Ken responded, yes. What? Yeah. And then admitted that he had done something really bad. What? This cop is good. Apparently. <laughs> That's all it took. He's like, okay, but maybe you heard her and it's totally not your fault. Yeah. And they're but like, maybe, oh my God. Yeah, it's that one. Yeah. But maybe it was an accident and then you covered up her entire death and it's totally normal and okay. You can talk to me. I'm your friend. Oh my God. And he was like, all right. Yeah, that one. Oh my so God. Ken then admits that what had happened was uh-huh. they were driving along the railroad tracks by his house. Weird. Real weird. Okay. I didn't know you could drive along those, but... I didn't either, but he was. Sounds like a bumpy ride. Yeah, and he touched her hand, and then he touched her leg, mm-hmm. and she pushed his hand away, and the car wasn't quite stopped when she opened the door, and she fell out and smacked her head on the tracks, and she died. Whoa. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, I think a human body's usually a little bit more resilient than that. Yeah, but- yeah, maybe. But I mean, she was pretty drunk, right? Yeah, maybe not if you're drunk. Yeah, and then he confessed that he put her body in Pennsylvania, which is... You know, sounds a lot further away, another state. But still, now you're taking a body across state lines. Yeah, that's one of those laws. <laughs> yeah, don't do that shit. Yeah. When they asked for an exact location of the body, Ken got a lawyer <laughs> or counsel. They didn't specifically say lawyer. Mm-hmm. They got some counsel. And that counsel told him to tell the police where you fucking put the body. Yeah, yeah. And so he told... In my professional opinion. Yeah, you should. <laughs> you should you go should ahead and tell them what you did. Point that out. And so he does. And early morning, Sunday, February 10th, officers discover several of Tammy's severed body parts hidden in a wooden area. He didn't say that he severed them. He left that part out of the fucking story. How did he get to severing? That's for certain. He's like, I just, you know, left her there. (laughs) Totally unscathed. Yeah. No. No. So now you can't even tell if she like hit her head. No. Or something. It's bad. And died accidentally. Oh, it's bad. Was it when he was chopping wood? Mm, I'm sure he wasn't chopping wood when he got that that cut above his eye. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, so she's hidden in a wooded area in Butler County, Pennsylvania. Okay. So they find more body parts in another wooded area in Venango County, Pennsylvania, which is about 30 minutes away from the first location. She's not a credit card that you have to, like, 
chop up and put in different <laughs> trash cans. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know how, yeah. like, I mean, my dad told me to do that. Like, yeah. and then you save one for the next week's trash so that it goes out in a different trash can. Yeah. And then you put this part you in sprinkle the fucking it everywhere. work trash can. So yeah. you can't put the pieces back together. Yeah, and then you, like, hide one in some soil in your garden. Yeah, and then plant that forever. Yeah, so that <laughs> so many pieces of credit card in my garden. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably piece it together and make a full credit card. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, you don't have to do that with people. No, no. He uh, definitely overdid it here. Also, I feel like you have a more likelihood of getting found if you scatter it in more locations. Yeah, if you have, like, weird body parts in your car because you're like, gotta dump the rest of this shit. Yeah. Also, I know we say this all the time, but that just sounds like so much work. Seriously. Well, I don't think I could chop up a body, first of all, because I don't have the physical strength to do it. Physically impossible. (laughs) Yeah, physically impossible. But also because... Like, I just, I don't have that kind of ambition. No, me either. Willpower or anything. Just no. Just like, eh, fuck it. No, I'd be like, well, I mean, first of all, I don't have the ambition to kill a person or no. the want yeah. to kill a person. That's good. Yeah, that it makes is. makes me happy. <laughs> I, I agree. But, like, if it happened, I'd just be like, fuck, this is it, I guess. I'm yeah. not, I don't have, I'm too lazy to try and cover something up. Yeah, I'm just going to lay here until someone finds it. Literally. <laughs> I, I'm a mom now. I just want to nap. Yeah. Please, can I nap? Well, <laughs> He didn't. He got to work and placed her body parts in two fucking separate locations. All right. They found that Tammy's head and right breast had been severed from her body. Oh, my God. Her right leg had been chopped off just above the knee. Who cuts a boob off? (laughs) I don't know. It still weirds me out. Like, we read these cases. We talk about them. But, like, wow. That is some interesting techniques it's just i mean if you're gonna dismember a body that's not a part that's like well i gotta cut this off so it fits better no in this bag or no something. yeah that like, was just like mutilation yeah for you're sure. just being a fucking weirdo oh it gets pretty weird okay <laughs> but yeah yeah i don't know i just feel like a boob wouldn't hold its shape once you cut it exactly yeah oh i hate it oh, i do too all right anyway so her right boob head her leg chopped off above the knee. She was totally naked except for her black stockings, which were rolled down to her ankles. Oh, no. And they said they were done so intentionally, which, I mean, I felt like that was an obvious statement. <laughs> yeah. Like, they didn't accidentally roll down to her ankles. Oh, maybe they weren't, like, I was thinking stockings that go up to your waist. But yeah, maybe yeah. they were just, like, they go, like, knee highs or something. Yeah, like, her leg was chopped off above the knee, though. Yeah, so maybe they were knee highs. So- so they could have been knee high or if they were thigh high, then you'd have to roll them down from like your thigh because you don't want to chop through stocking. Yeah, but all the way down. But what does it matter? That's what I don't get. When people fucking undress people to chop them up, I'm like, what's it matter? You're chopping anyway. Maybe it's hard to get through like zippers and seams. I feel like bones and tendons are a lot harder than <laughs> zippers and seams. Although I have tried to cut a pair of jeans and they fucking like triple seam that shit. That is hard. Right? Okay. I don't know. I'm always using shitty kitchen scissors, so it's my own fault. Yeah, you're not using a bone saw? (laughs) Yeah, not the right tools. Okay, (laughs) back to Tammy. Uh, She was totally naked, black stockings around her ankle. Her torso had been partially eviscerated. (gasps) The anus, rectum, bladder, (gasps) and her sexual organs were all missing. No! What the fuck? And they've never been found. What does that mean? Uh, Don't say that. Why would you say that? (laughs) <laughs> I, like, I just don't, threw I don't, my paper at you. I don't mean like 
by a person. Oh, okay. I mean, like, by an animal. Oh, that's different. Because yeah. it's, like, the soft parts of a body. It's like the entrails. Yeah. That you take out. Yeah, but I don't know why they were gone. Like, did he cut them out? Yeah. Why? Again, yeah. that's not Like, the anus was gone. What do you mean? Did you cut that out? That doesn't just get removed from your body. Well, because, like, if, a, if an elephant dies, a hyena eats it from the anus first okay do you think what are you saying here think I'm about saying, what you're saying <laughs> i'm delusional i'm saying that like if there was a body and animals were attacking it they might go for like the, the s- anus first the soft spots first yeah, which is your anus i mean her tit was cut off I'm pretty sure. That's why I was asking if, it was cut, if they were cut out or if they were like eaten out. Like, listen, this guy, he has a little morals and he would never take out her anus. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay. I was like, you don't think you took out her anus? I mean, maybe you did. <laughs> How do you cut it out too, though? Like with a fucking pineapple cutter? <laughs> Dear God. Oh, we are going to get so much hate mail. I am so sorry. Yeah, we're getting a lot of hate mail. Dude, I don't know. I was just assuming that he was just fucking going to town. But why? And like whatever got cut out. Like the sexual organs. Like he was taking out sexual organs and fucking cut her ass. Do you think he was oh. just like doing weird stuff with a knife because I don't know. It was in her vagina uh, and like it happened uh, to cut it out because uh, it was a knife? It's plausible. I don't like this one. It's, I mean, I don't like any of them, but I really don't like this yeah, one. This I don't feel nerd. good. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll keep going. Oh, great. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Her gallbladder and right lobe of her liver and a portion of her bowels had been cut out as well. How do you... Did he know what a gallbladder was? I'm... I don't think he knew what a liver was because it was like partially missing. That's what makes me think he just went like a scrapey scoopy method. Like, oh, that is so fucking I don't know though. I have no fucking clue. But I don't understand his thought process like oh, why I, have no idea. I don't know that there why? is a reason why? i mean i think you're on to it i think it is some sort of sexual perversion that and like so fucking horrifying molestation of the genitals but i don't know 100 percent. like he never comes out and says yeah that i was... did it because of this yeah, yeah. well i mean he kind of confesses to shit but you know okay as you can tell he's not a very honest confessor yeah on account of he left out the whole part where he was being a fucking sick weirdo yeah chopped her up yeah Okay, so along the railroad tracks near Ken's home, investigators found a big-ass pool of blood and a bunch of little blood stains all over the place, including splatter stains on the metal rails of the track. All of the blood tested positive as Tammy's. Mm. They also find what appear to be parts of Tammy's intestines in a swampy (gasps) area near the tracks. What? But then maybe, maybe, like you said, what if an animal came and pulled it around? Yeah, but also, if her intestines are out at that point and other parts of her body are found at a different part, that means that she was separated as a person. Well, she was. She was found in two different locations. Yeah, I know. But that means that she was put back in his bu- in his car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she definitely was in the car. She was put back in the car. She was put back in the car. But if her entrails are found at the initial site where she died, yeah, that means that she was put back in the car like in pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Did he have a tarp? No. This is why no. he thoroughly cleaned his car. I'm going to tell Every you about it. Every car in the 90s had fucking carpet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. That's why he thoroughly cleaned his car. Ew. Um, about a month later. This is her uncle's friend. Yeah. I don't think he knew him very well. I'm going to guess. I'm going to go out on a limb here and be like, I don't know, man. I always saw him at the bar. He was pretty cool. Yeah. Uncle Dave or whatever his fucking name is. Uncle Daniel's probably like, oh, shit. Not Ken. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Can you imagine how bad he probably feels? 
Oh, that's gotta be so sad. Ooh, not a good look. Ugh. Okay, so about a month later, police find Tammy's leather jacket, which was buried by the tracks. And on the jacket, they noticed that there were slash marks near the neck. What? Yeah. They also found, um, like, another little buried cache of fucking evidence, which had her house keys and lipstick. Which, remember I said the uncle took the keys? Yeah. So she must have kept her house keys on a different ring. This is, again, why I said this will circle back around. Yeah. Why have people got keys on different rings? You got a key ring for a reason. Keys on keys. Yeah. Maybe so that if you lose one set, you don't lose it all? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. Or maybe she was like, you can have my car keys, but I'm going to need my house keys to get into my house. That would be smart. It was probably that. I'm never that smart when I'm drunk. Maybe she does it a lot. Maybe. Ooh, remember? You did say maybe there's a problem. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so then they find her boot in that area as well. And in her boot, they found a pubic hair that turned out to be hers. Mm. The police also search Ken's home. And they find a bloodstained pocket knife hidden in the basement. A large knife in his bathroom. They also recover the coat he was wearing the night of the murder, which was basically covered in fucking bloodstains. Oh, my God. All of it tested positive as Tammy's. They found a pair of size 11 shoes that they confiscated, and they uncovered one of Tammy's hairs, which was found in the scene between the tread of the shoe and the actual shoe, which is interesting. I was like, damn, they really search. Yeah. They also confiscated Ken's car. Here's where all your questions come in or get answered. Yeah. And when they process it, they find Tammy's blood all over it, along with a piece of her liver in the fucking trunk. What the fuck? Yeah, like he missed a piece in his thorough cleaning. How do you miss a piece of like that's gotta be a chunk yeah i don't know it's gotta be like a you can see it like a physical thing oh i don't know i mean i would imagine yeah that's horrifying that's not good an autopsy was performed and it was determined that tammy suffered 91 pre-mortem injuries <sighs> which were indicative of a severe beating and an attempted sexual mutilation Oh, so this is what you were talking about. What? She was alive. We're on to it. Yeah. (gasps) I'm sorry. Fucking super trigger warning. I forgot that's where the story went. When I picked the story, I didn't know that's where it went. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god. Aaron is horrified. I don't feel good. I'm sorry. I'll get this. This is almost worse than the ice pick in the ear. Yeah. 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 It is. She also had five blunt force trauma injuries inflicted on the top of her head that were made either by a fist or the handle of a knife okay two knife wounds were made by her right nipple along with other pre-mortem wounds made to her breast and groin area oh my god she had knife scratches and lacerations down her face like he was torturing her like dragging the knife down her face what a fucking psycho. Yeah, he didn't just fucking accidentally whoopsie doopsie she fell out of the car and he yeah. just covered it up. Like he was torturing her. Why? I don't even fucking know. And you're not going to get a motive out of this guy. Like, I don't know anything about his background. I don't know anything about her background. But like, people are supposed to escalate. Yeah, maybe he was escalating. I don't really know this guy's story. I guess. I mean, I know this part this of This is like fucking horrific. It is pretty bad. It is pretty bad. Right. She also had scratches and cuts on her arm and hands, which were obviously defensive wounds. Oh my God, that's so sad. I know. She had five postmortem stab wounds made to her body. So the dude was like in a frenzy, right? He fucking tortured the shit out of her. And then once she died, he just kept going. He was yeah. doing some fucked up shit. 
The autopsy revealed that her leg had been cut off with a large knife and not broken off. Ugh. It's believed that the pocket knife that they found at his house was used in the torture and that the larger knife was used for eviscerating and the amputation of her leg and probably head and maybe breast. Tammy's cause of death was concluded to be asphyxia by manual strangulation. Isn't that wild? Like she had her, she was beheaded and they could still find out that she had died from asphyxia. I mean... I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. If that's a better thing or a worse thing. Well, shit, man. Like, it's crazy that she had 91 fucking pre-mortem wounds to her and she was yeah. still alive. Yeah. And she died from being strangled. That's awful. I guess the autopsy says that she had been strangled for at least five to six minutes and the lining Jesus. of her esophagus was torn, indicating that she had, like, retched and vomited during this time oh my god i know and the hyoid bone was fractured so that's how they know it was manual strangulation as opposed to like somebody putting their palm over her face or like a pillow over her face or something you know yeah it was also determined that those five postpartum stab wounds and the dismemberment happened just minutes after her death so it all happened like i don't know how long the torture took place but it wasn't like a bunch of separate events it's like one event yeah he didn't come back or anything to the body yeah. Ken was obviously arrested and he was tried for Tammy's murder. In court, he took the stand and he said that what had happened was, mm-hmm. here's his next story. He was driving Tammy to get some coffee. He stopped at an ATM and shook her awake and Tammy demanded to be brought home, but wouldn't say where she lived. Like she was all disoriented and was like, who the fuck are you? I want to go home. Take me home. Yeah. And Ken's like, where do you live? And she doesn't answer. So he figures that he'll just take her back to his house to sleep it off. No. Terrible idea. No. No. I don't like that. Nope. He decided to drive along the gravel railroad bed on the way to his house. And Tammy woke up and yelled, I don't know who you are. And then hit him in the forearm and jumped out of the car and started to run down the railroad tracks. Yeah. So Ken is like, oh, no, let me just run her down in the car and like try to head her off at the pass to get ahead of her and get her to stop running. Yeah. And so he does this and he accidentally hits her with a car. And this causes her to topple over the car at a 45 degree angle with her head facing the gravel. Oh, that is awful. But also, there's a seed of truth in everything. Yeah. Like in every lie. Because yeah. that's not what fucking happened, no. obviously. Uh-huh. But I guarantee he probably hit her with his car. I guarantee that she probably fucking tried to run away from him and he chased her down. Exactly. Probably on the railroad tracks. Exactly. And then he hit her with his car. Oh, God. Okay, so he says he rolled her over onto the ground and like onto her back and her head was bleeding and Tammy saw him and started screaming and throwing rocks at him. Again, another seat of truth. Yeah. And all this crazy shit. So Ken pulled out his pocket knife to, quote, calm her down what worst idea ever this is like stephen king where you slap a woman who's in hysteria yeah yeah so i slapped her to calm her down that doesn't fucking work no you slap me i will rage mode yeah i'm gonna fucking kill you yeah so you pocket knife come out and i'm gonna freaking out try a lot harder to get away yep well that's what he said he said that tammy freaked out got a hold of the knife and they struggled and then Ken got that cut on his hand, mm-hmm. but he was able to get the knife back and put his hand over her nose and mouth to quiet her down because she was screaming and he accidentally suffocated her. Okay, but they were like, yeah, but that's not how she died. Though. Exactly. <laughs> but the hyoid bone and like all this other shit, manual strangulation, yeah. you didn't do that. And then also, so then you what? Yeah. You just tortured her? And then you body? did all this weird fucking shit? Yeah. Yeah, you missed, you're skipping out on all those parts. Yeah. 
story's full of holes here, yeah. Ken. He then said that he was so pissed off that she died and that she had done this to his life. And so he decided to stab her five times in a frenzy. That's his reasoning for stabbing her five times. But what about the 91 other things? No details about all that. (laughs) He then panicked and drove home to clean up and came back to get the body, chop it up, and hide it everywhere. Even though they proved that it was pre-mortem, he's saying, eh, it was afterwards. Mm Mm-hmm. Science can't tell him shit. Right? He actually said that he had to chop up the body because it didn't fit in the hole that he had dug. Like, he's like, oh, I dug a hole. It didn't fit, so I had to cut her up. But like, whoa, you didn't have to take out her entrails. Well, there's the laziness. Yeah. Where, like, it's a lot of work. He was like, I'm not digging a bigger fucking hole. Yeah, that seems way easier than chopping up a body. Well, yeah, but he's like, I already dug a hole. Not going back. (laughs) This is what I've got to work with now. Yeah, this is it. This is why we didn't bury your chicken very deep into the ground. Exactly. It's hard sometimes. But in Pennsylvania, I feel like the ground is a lot softer. Probably. Maybe they have a lot of clay. Yeah, I don't know any of that. You don't know the soil (laughs) composition? I don't, unfortunately. (laughs) Okay, so then he says that he found her purse in his car when he was like, you know, fucking going back home to be like, wow, that was a crazy night, right? Yeah. Finds her purse in his car and then he decides to burn it in the fireplace. Okay. There's obvious holes all over the fucking place in his story. Yes. Like I said, because her strangulation death was due to pressure around the neck and not from a hand over the mouth. Mm-hmm. And Ken was also saying that her leg being chopped off and some of her other injuries were actually caused from the car accident, not from him like beating her or anything. He was like, oh, uh, I hit her with a car and it broke off. Her her leg broke. Oh. I don't know about off, but like it broke her leg. Yeah, but that's why you specified that her leg had been cut off. Uh-huh, exactly. Uh. It was like they fucking fine-tooth combed this shit and they were like, this was cut with a sharp knife. Yeah. And the beatings, he was like, no, that was from being hit by my car. But they said like on the top of her head, it looked like either from the handle of a knife or from a fist. Ugh, that's awful. Yeah. That's a fucking hammer fist if it could yeah. if it could compare with a handle of a knife, which I assume is like wood or metal. Maybe he got some brass knuckles. Oh, there you go. I don't know. But the jury was like, yeah, you're fucking lying. And they gave Ken the death penalty. Yay. Yeah, good. Yay, jury. Fuck that guy. Obviously, he appealed it a million times. As you do. Yep. And the death sentence always held. Good. Then on Tuesday, December 8th, 2009, at 1147 a.m., Kenneth Byros died by a single dose of thiopental sodium, mm-hmm. which is a super strong anesthetic, which was the first American to be executed by lethal injection of just one drug in the U.S., wow. setting a Guinness World Record, which can I just say, before I read the rest of my notes, how fucking pissed would you be if that were your family member that, like, died and whatever, and then their... Uh, murderer is getting the death penalty and then they go and fucking break a world record well why is there a world record for that i don't know because it's guinness they'll take anything i feel like i would be more upset with that like why book of world records will make a fucking record for anything yeah i know but like like this is the first time a stacy has licked this rock give her a plaque (laughs) I agree with the whole, like, this is the most clothespins that anyone has ever put on their face yeah. or whatever. Like, I don't care what it is. Yeah. I don't mind all of that. But, like, this morals? is literally. Yeah, yeah, morals. That's exact. Just <laughs> yeah. that. Just the yeah. word morals. Like, that should play somewhere in this. Yeah, you think. Guess not. <laughs> Guinness not. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. 
Okay, so just a little bit about lethal injections. You can go listen to other fucking podcasts that talk about it a lot. It's very interesting. But the reason that this was such a big deal that it was a single dose is because typically lethal injections are a concoction of three drugs, which is like a sedative, something that paralyzes you, and then like a final dose that stops your heart. Yeah. But there's like a ton of controversy about around like if it's ethical or humane or whatever because they say like the first one sedates you, but sometimes that wears off and then you're paralyzed and you can't like do anything about it. And then it's really painful the last step because you're not sedated. Okay. So that's the whole thing. And everybody fucking cares because – We're supposed to all be nice to God's creatures. Yeah, humanity and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. But I feel like also that whole like eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. This poor fucking woman was tortured by this guy. Give him the three fucking doses. Yeah, but the rest of that statement is like an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. Mm, Yeah, so you shouldn't do that to people. Yeah. Well, I guess I was going with like people's reasoning behind it. Like, fuck him, whatever. He did these awful things. So let him die an awful death. I kind of sympathize with that. Yeah. No, I know. I agree. <laughs> but people are freaking out about it and saying like, it's like inhumane, whatever. Yeah. So Ken actually had his execution date set back because he was arguing that the way that they were going to kill him was inhumane and unethical or whatever. And eventually the judge ruled that it may be a flawed system, like the way that they fucking execute people, but it's humane and they gave him a new death date. Wow. So allegedly, people on death row were complaining that on top of not knowing if the medicine worked correctly or whatever, that they had to be poked seven or ten times in order to find a good vein for the injection because they give you an IV and people suck at giving IVs and it takes a thousand pokes. I had to get poked seven to ten times when I had a fucking baby. Fucking right. Me too. I just died of pneumonia fucking two months ago and I had like 11 pokes. Yeah. One guy actually couldn't get a good stick. Sorry, now I'm talking about the in, the inmate that's being put to death. Okay. One guy couldn't get a good stick and he had his execution set back because they literally couldn't get the needle into him. I would never die. Yeah, you'd be good. You'd they, be good. They would never be able to find my veins. I feel like you're doing that thing that like one-uppers do. I would never die. <laughs> <laughs> you would die if you fell off of this. I wouldn't. <laughs> No, I'm just saying I have really fucking bad veins. I know, right? So I guess the night before his execution, Ken drank like a shit ton of water to make his veins all juicy or whatever so that he wouldn't have that problem. Oh, good. Interesting, right? It's interesting that he's working with them. Yeah, maybe he had hit a point where he was like, fuck, man, I don't want this to be set back anymore. Like, the anxiety's fucking drive me nuts. Yeah, I could see that. And you have the adrenaline. You're like, just fucking do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Uh, So Tammy's mom was interviewed, like, you know, victim statement impact impact statement whatever those you know those three words put together in the right order uh-huh. <laughs> and uh she was like i have diabetes and i give myself injections like a minimum of four times a day so you'll fucking be cool like yeah, you're gonna it. be fine yeah that's not a quote but <laughs> yeah paraphrasing yeah paraphrasing a lot but she's like i don't feel sorry for you exactly what we were just saying like yeah you know first of all look at what you did to my fucking daughter and yeah. then second of all shut the fuck up about this needle poke <laughs> yeah also it i mean it doesn't hurt no it, it really doesn't. no no it's not bad at all like it hurts but you're like here's what you do you just go <gasps> you just wince uh, actually one of the things uh said that he winced good fuck that guy hope it yeah. hurt hope it hurt hope it hurt real bad also they have all this information about you know he's on death row like what his last meal was and i forgot to write it down but i'm pretty sure it had something like cheese pizza and dr pepper and some other shit but fuck him that sounds like my ideal last meal. But uh, pepperoni. Gross. 
<laughs> Disagree. People are so mad about my um, food choices here. <laughs> hey, listen, you have a lot of brown sugar, cinnamon, whatever the fucking. I have a lot of brown is. sugar, cinnamon love. Yeah, you do. Yeah. But we got some shit for me disliking pho. Yeah. Well, that's because it's, like it. oh. it's fucking gross. It's fucking great. Well, at any rate, God fucking damn, that one really scarred me. I don't like it at all. I'm really sorry. I genuinely didn't realize it took that big of a twist when I was researching. And I researched it last night, last second, and I actually forgot that it took that twist. (laughs) Jesus, that's a mom brain (laughs) right there. Until I was reading it right now. Some sleep deprivation at work. Oh, it is severe. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my story. Well, I appreciate your efforts. Thanks. I don't appreciate you the detail yeah 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 that was really fucked up yeah we don't have to think about it anymore we don't have to talk about it it's out of my brain and into yours you're welcome Uh, people yes run with it yeah thanks for that all right well tell them how they can find us so you can check out pictures pertaining to our cases at isgdpodcast.com and there we have links to our merch and our patreon which you should come join because it only costs a dollar and you get an extra episode and it's so much fun and we have a blast and there's already like fucking 11 episodes up there, so you can listen to that shit. Hell yeah. Yeah. You binged all this already? Hey, guess what? You will not believe what we have in store for you over at Patreon. 11 extra episodes. Mm-hmm. 11. Also, if you want to fucking tweet at us or Facebook us or Instagram us, it's at ISGD Podcast. Yep. Email us, isgdpodcast at gmail.com. Send us case suggestions or if you want to tell us what your fucking faucets were made we'll listen that's true (laughs) or what your ideal last meal would be yeah or or what else did we question this episode all the dumb shit we don't know the answers to you can come tell us there yep that's true i'll answer you whatever fucking planes were invented (laughs) yeah yeah. anything that can be solved by a quick google search that we just did not do how long it fucking took to steamboat to hawaii from san francisco (laughs) listen i'm sure there's a converter out there yeah, there probably is. <laughs> but seriously, we love hearing from you guys. So you should also snail mail Aaron at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. That's right. Come join the goddamn pod group on Facebook because we need more people. Yes. Because it's fun. It's true. And subscribe, rate, and review. Please and thank you. Is that all? That's it. Bye. Bye. And if you're all caught up on our podcast, stay tuned for a promo from The True Crime Files. Hi, I'm Christine, and I'd like to introduce you to The True Crime Files podcast, a bi-weekly podcast that focuses on mysterious disappearances and unsolved murders. Every two weeks, we'll be releasing an episode that'll help you get to know a case really well without having to invest a lot of your time. Derived from the articles upon the True Crime Files website, you'll find that our show covers a diversity of victims and perspectives. You'll probably also notice that our episodes are narrated by Scott Fuller from the Frozen Truth and Status Pending podcasts. Be sure to subscribe to the True Crime Files today so that you never miss an episode. Thanks so much for listening, being a part of our true crime community, and helping to shine a light on cases that might otherwise be overlooked or underreported.